Okay, Lee. So, story out of Asheville that's made national news. Okay. They were very, fr- very proud of their leap into eco-friendly transportation. They were going to save the world. All right. At taxpayer expense. Well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That has morphed into a financial sinkhole and a source of frustration for city officials. And look, it's not even Chicago. <laughs> So in 2018, the uh, city, with much fanfare, announced the purchase of five state-of-the-art electric buses. All right. Mm. Price tag of about $616,000, putting you know, about double the normal price. Yeah. But that was only the first bill. Fast forward to today, and the green dream has morphed into a nightmare. With most of the fleet idled. Due to a series of almost unbelievable misfortunes. <laughs> Who could have seen this yes, coming? Yes, exactly. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Transportation Director Jessica Morris reported that three of the five buses are currently inoperative. Uh, with one bus sidelined by a, manu- a malfunctioning, malfunctioning a double door since July, we've been unable to get new doors. Uh, so they're having to custom make the doors. Supply chain issues, I'm sure. Yes. But the expenses don't stop. At the purchase price, she says they have now spent per bus nearing a million dollars, so three times what they could have initially spent, including infrastructure for chargers, annual costs like leasing batteries and electric charges, and then there's the maintenance, another $251,000 spent on items like replacing traction drive controls for all buses. Maintenance director John McDaniel adds that to the tale of woe, noting the replacement of power inverters at $14,000 each. The last couple of years have been particularly difficult, Morris laments, noting the bus manufacturer Proterra has filed for bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Yeah. Yep. Making parts for repairs as elusive as a quiet day in their department. I love who wrote this or the job they did. Uh, we don't see an end in sight. Uh, and the operational buses can barely make it through a day's work. McDaniel says that in the winter, the range is about exactly. 78 miles. Exactly. When it's cold, batteries don't work as well. Roughly three airport trips before needing hours of charging. That just simply doesn't work given the length of the routes in Asheville. Mm -hmm. Overnight, the buses get cold, gobbling up a significant part of their charge Mm -hmm. just to warm up. And and that's that's indicative of all electric vehicles. You know, we've uh, we've seen all kind of reports for uh, folks who have Teslas, the the Ford pickups, the Lightning pickups. all and the Rivian, uh, all all of the electric vehicles. When it's cold overnight, the batteries lose charge. Part yeah. of that because they're trying to the battery's trying to keep itself warm and keep all the other accessories uh, operating, so that when you get ready to get in it, you can start it up and go somewhere. But uh, but yeah, and and batteries are going to lose charge overnight. I mean that that happens. I, I just had to replace a battery in my internal combustion engine car because it was getting cold. The battery was old and it was starting to lose charge overnight. It was getting hard to start. So. I had to replace the battery. I mean, that's batteries, period. That's science, Tara. Science. Well, we don't follow the science. At least the Democrats (laughs) don't when they're in charge. No No. science here. Nope. And as we're learning in recent weeks, no science whatsoever uh, having to do with COVID. Nope, none whatsoever. We told you it was science, but we lied. So, yeah, um, again, this wonderful turnover of the fleet to all electric. I just can't wait to see how this goes. We can't win the White House. We're headed for cataclysm. Um, every city will be like this. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. 
Listen, I am I am all about advancing technology, oh, yeah, finding better ways, uh, less expensive ways to do things, cleaner ways. I, I, listen, I'm all for reasonable cost involved and reasonable efforts involved in trying to make things cleaner. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There is nothing that conservatives are trying to block that. It is simply that the the image, the, the narrative out there from the left and progressives is that green energy is perfect. Green energy has no consequences, and green energy solves everything. No, it doesn't. It has its downsides. It has its limitations. It has its own set of polluting factors. And it's if, uh, folks like me are just tired of it being ignored, that the consequences are being ignored. Listen, we can all make a judgment whether it is through government or through the marketplace, on how we should power things and how things should be done. I, for one, am a free market capitalist. I think the marketplace should be making that decision, not government. But we can, as a society, make a decision on how we think things should proceed. But stop pretending and lying to the public that one particular way of doing things is completely dirty and completely um, unsustainable and that another is perfectly sustainable and has no consequences. That's not true. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all for if you want to buy an electric vehicle, yeah. please do. A lot of my neighbors have them. They love them. Yeah. They use them for short trips, relatively exactly. speaking, yeah. you know, in town, short trips. Right. Um, but in that, if that's what you want. Awesome. Go do it. But just the idea of you're going to force everybody to do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, an electric vehicle for my family is just, it's just untenable. We drive a lot. We drive far. We take a lot of trips. We hike. We have traveled for sports in the past. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. The the, the current technology, the current state of charging capability, if you are on a long trip, do not take an electric vehicle. I mean, I've been reading articles all over the place from all the car magazines and, and websites and everything that I look at all the time. And all of these people were huge proponents of electric vehicles. Oh, we love Tesla. We love, you know, the uh, the Toyota Prius. We love the Nissan Leaf. We love the Chevy Bolt. We love all these electric vehicles. This is great. This is what we should be doing. The government should be forcing you to buy this. And now when they're all getting these vehicles and testing them, finding out, oh, we can't take them on long trips. Oh, I can't find a charging station. Oh, wait a minute. We've got charging stations, but they don't work. Oh, wait a minute. The software in this has crashed. Um, whether it's the vehicle or the charging station. And there's all kinds of problems. Are there problems with internal combustion engines? Yes, no question. There's always going to be problems with anything that man makes. But stop trying to get us to believe that this is a perfect solution. It is not. Accept reality. Amen to that. By the way, meantime, Vladimir Putin, head of Russia, has declared the 1867 sale of Alaska to America as illegal. Asserting Russia's claim over Alaska. Uh, yeah, so here's what I think, okay? Why don't we make them this deal? We're, we're, Are we're you gonna... serious? I have not seen this. Yeah. It, it, I, I'm not taking it too seriously. But anyway, you know what? But this is a great opportunity. This is how, Lee, we, you know what we do? We say, okay, we will keep Alaska, but you can have Washington State and California. <laughs> Yeah. They'll fit right in. Yeah. They've, they've, they've always wanted to be the USSR. Now they can. And if we need to, we'll throw in Oregon as well. Oh, they can have Oregon. Yes. it's yeah. You go ahead and take it. Nobody wants it anyway. And we'll just go ahead and keep Alaska. It'll be cool. Well, they already vote like they're in China. I mean, it can't be much different. Yeah, no kidding. So... Can well, we um can we go ahead and wall it off though after we just put a wall up? We'll see if the if the big earthquake ever comes and the San Andreas fault ever comes. California's gonna be closer to Russia anyway. So yeah, see so I <laughs> a mean, little closer, maybe not quite close enough, but works out yeah. uh great.
Texture writes, <clears throat> uh, hey, Tara, I'm in the automotive field. I will explain to you the two worst things on a battery are heat and vibration. Those things will yeah. kill a battery faster than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texture writes, hey, Tara, school system in Alaska bought an electric bus, almost $400,000. They had to install a diesel generator on it. So... <laughs> To keep the inside of the bus warm yeah. and charge, they spent over a million dollars for one bus. Yeah, they could have used it to educate the kids, which is is not the, isn't that the purpose of uh, what they're doing? Yeah, but you know, why let that get in the way of green policy? Texter writes, "Hey, Tara, Asheville City Council and the Chamber of Commerce didn't have any problems using diesel buses to transport their homeless to Rutherford County. <laughs> That's so very liberal of you. Yeah, they like to lecture us." Um, on the poor and the homeless, but they don't actually have to see them. Same thing with illegal immigrants. You just ship them right out of Martha's Vineyard. Um, Texter writes, uh, huh, okay. Uh, well, all right, well, I'll pick that up on uh, the other side. Uh, Texter writes, is Joe going to give Alaska to Russia? Well, I mean, I don't know, it's Joe Biden. I mean, you, you don't know. I mean, what, Russia has paid a lot of money to Hunter, so there's no saying we know what he gave Afghanistan to the Chinese, so, and the Taliban. Some really weird stuff going on out there, speaking of Russia. Yeah, apparently war with Russia is being scheduled. I don't know how you schedule a war with Russia, but they are. Started last week with leaked documents from the German military. um, Literally planning for war with Russia, which they said would occur in 2025. Weird, right? Like, how do you know you're going to be in a war? Are you going to start the war? The way they couch these things is really weird. And all of a sudden, leaders all over the world are warning that World War III is very close. Well, over what? Oh, just going to have war with Russia. Pre-scheduled. It's, it's on, man. They're all saying it. it's the hip hot. It's very hot. Uh, and apparently this is going, and, and they're, they're reporting this as a fact uh, that Russia is going to aggress against the NATO country and we're going to go to war. So to the point they're planning for it and NATO has already launched war exercises right now for specifically for war with Russia 90,000 troops, including from the U.S. They're practicing, I guess, for this war they're going to have. Which is weird. Comes on the heels of Russia decisively winning in Ukraine and our, even our Pentagon admitting to members of Congress, yeah, Ukraine can't win. Well, that means Russia wins, right? Well, yeah. And then Josh Hawley, senator, asking in a briefing, and he did a press conference after, is how we know what he asked. Well, then, like, why would we give more money to Ukraine if they've lost. And he was told it's embarrassing. So I guess when we get embarrassed, we just plan a war with a nuclear-armed country. Makes sense. I I guess if you're homicidal, nihilistic, or simply want to destroy civilization, I don't know. But they're planning it. On Monday, this is uh, last week, British Defense Minister Grant Shapps warned that we are now in a, quote, pre-world, I'm sorry, pre-war world. And that the Western powers could soon find themselves fighting Russia. Weird. Weird. I mean, Russia hasn't done anything different. But there's going to be a war and we're going to fight. So it's cool. Um, And then there was this freak show. 
This is NATO Admiral Rob Bauer warning citizens of Europe to prepare for war with Russia. Why would you need to prepare for war with Russia? What, like, they're stuck. But folks, nothing has changed. You know what this tells me? They're scheduling it. Scheduled. Planned. They're going to war, and they want to go to war. Now, I don't know if they'll succeed. Vladimir, they have tried to get into a war with Vladimir Putin for very many years. Um, and the reason I want to do that is because he's nuclear armed. It doesn't have anything to do with conflict. There is no real conflict. He's nuclear armed, and so that would change the ballgame in terms of crackdowns here in the United States. As Tucker Carlson has explained, it would usher in um, the ability for them to do extreme speech crackdowns uh, and crackdowns against anybody who did anything that was anti-Russian uh, or anti-American would be viewed as anti-Russian or pro-Russian. Uh, anyway, I want you to hear this because it's just weird. And we're being sheltered from a lot of this in the United States of America. It's very strange we're going to war with Russia, so prepare. Well, um, excuse me. How about we just, like, not go to war with, with Russia? Because when he says, okay, he's NATO. So that means if NATO goes to war with Russia, we're going to war with Russia because that's what Article 4 says. Take a listen. This is NATO Admiral Rob Bauer telling citizens to prepare. You need to have water. You need to have uh, a, a radio on batteries, and you need to have a, a, a flashlight on, on batteries to make sure that you can survive the first 36 hours. Things like that. That's simple things. But it starts there. The, the realization that not everything is going to be honky-dory in the next 20 years. I'm not saying it is going wrong tomorrow. That's why we have the plans. That's why we are preparing for a conflict with, uh, uh, with Russia and the terror groups. If it comes to it, if they attack us. Hmm. Russia isn't going to attack us. No, because if they attack a NATO nation, the whole world is coming after them. All of us. That's like civilizational suicide. Putin's too smart for that. We're not. But Putin, our leaders anyway, is too smart for that. Listen to this. Wait, okay, if we're going to be in a war with Russia, I need a what? You need to have water. You need to have a, a, a radio on batteries. And you need to have a, a, a flashlight on, on batteries to make sure that you can survive really? the first I need To make sure I could survive the first few days. Okay, you know what that sounds like? The FBI and the Department of Homeland and Security have been telling us since Joe Biden took office that Russia, as a fact, uh, is, is going to attack the grid and bring it down. I was like, how do they know it's going to be Russia and how they know they're going to attack the grid and how they know it's going to be brought down? I don't know, but, it, but, but a rash of this breaks out, like maybe, I don't know, a couple times a year and FBI will start repeating it again or Department of Homeland Security will, hey, Russia's going to attack the grid. Well, how do we know? Russia's going to attack the grid, going to attack the grid, going to take it down. That's what that sounds like to me. That's the only reason I can think I would need all those things. I, and the reason I spend so much time on this, I want to prepare you. I think they're going to take down the grid and blame it on Russia. Here's why I think that. that back in 2022, there was a missile that went into Ukraine. We almost ended up in a world war over it. Uh, I, sorry, a missile that went into Poland. Well, Zelensky, liar that he is, immediately said, not ours, not ours. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. This is attacked by Russia on Poland because it killed two farmers. And right away, bam, they ran at it as fast as they could with NATO triggering Article 4, which would then cause us to have to come in and defend Poland. And Russia says, it's not our missile, which we didn't know. We, we did not fire on Poland. We did not do that. And for about 24 hours, it got really tense because 
Well, it was more like 48. Zelensky was insisting that it was a Russian missile. Well, Zelensky was, of course, lying. It was a Ukrainian missile. It wasn't a Russian missile. But they'd already triggered Article 4 and began making preparations. And thank God the president of Poland was honest and said, no, nah, we're looking into it. Now that, seems, that seems like Russia's telling the truth. Zelensky's lying. But for about 48 hours there, it was really dicey, especially the coverage in our media. I mean, they were all ready to go to war. Do not underestimate. Do not underestimate their ability to fire something into Poland and claim it was Russian. And it wasn't. Just be careful. Be on the alert. Something is up. And folks, it's article after article after article. Source inside. The Pentagon is warned. Daily, U- Daily Express U.S. That's a U.K. publication in the U.S. Daily Express U.S. That we're on the brink of World War III. Really? Why? Nothing has changed. Nothing. Other than that these losers lost in Ukraine. Defe- <coughs> Excuse me. Defense expert Nicholas Drummond echoed concerns that the conflicts in the Middle East could potentially escalate drawing in Russia. Warning that if Tehran attacked Israel, the ensuing war could be the end of Iran. Well, that's good news. At least the end of their military capabilities in terms of nukes. We should have done that years ago. Take the nukes away. Then we wouldn't have to worry about Iran. But that would make sense. So we would never do it. Um. Yeah, and here, here's the weird thing. They're warning... On Russian TV, that the world is preparing to make war on them, quoting Donald Trump. Now, this is uh, from Russian television. Quote, we are moving toward, toward World War III. In my opinion, it's already underway. By the way, Trump thinks so, too. And they're quoting Trump. Uh, and Trump actually did say that not too long ago. We're very close to World War III. We're very close, he said. I don't know if you feel it. I don't. Madam Attorney General, if you know if you feel it, but we're very close to World War Three when you see the discussions taking place. So he's seeing this. So Russia is reporting it as they're getting ready to attack us and start World War Three, which is what it looks like. Because to me, I mean, Russia not doing anything right now. And finally, UK Daily Mail article: the descent into World War Three, how Russia, Iran, and China um, are simultaneously making moves that'll drag us into conflict. Again, Russia hasn't done anything but win in Ukraine. We may not like that. But it doesn't have to result in a world war unless that's just the plan. Because it is in Germany. We know that from the leaked documents. Folks, something's up. You know what I think? I think if they win this election, Biden and them, they're going to feel like, hey, a Republican can't win again. We're going to go to war. Because it's what they want. For some reason, it's what they want. So you've noticed that Hunter Biden, I call him the princeling on the Battleground America podcast, which, by the way, you can get anywhere the podcasts are found. So Spotify, Apple, or just text keyword Battleground. I call him the princeling. Uh, Seems to feel that subpoenas from Congress don't apply to him. Uh, He is royalty and thus doesn't have to to respond. That may be true. Meanwhile, we're watching Chairman Ho's Department of Justice. I call him Chairman Ho because he so liked to be a dictator like his friend Chairman Xi. Or the guy, he, he claims Chairman Xi is his friend. Chairman Xi has total contempt for him, but Joe's crazy. Anyway, Biden's DOJ um, is currently asking a judge for six months in prison for Peter 
Nabarro, who's an advisor to Donald Trump and a good one. Incredibly talented um, financial advisor in terms of the economy. He's a great economist. What did Navarro do? The Democrats subpoenaed him. Navarro maintained in court that he did not have to go testify before the January 6th commission because he had executive privilege. The conversation uh, with Trump that was it, you know, in question was executive privilege. Well, it's the D.C. court system, so naturally he lost, as we always will when we go before the D.C. court system. Found him guilty of defying a subpoena. The same thing Hunter Biden just did. Weird, right? He's got to pay $200,000, and they're seeking six months behind bars for each of the two counts, so a year total. For what Hunter Biden, literally what Hunter Biden just did. Now, you saw how the media greeted this. Peter Navarro and Steve Bannon, by the way, who is also an advisor to Trump, who received a subpoena and refused to comply again, executive privilege. Um, that's what they claimed anyway. Uh, Steve Bannon has actually uh, already been sentenced, but he's appealing. So he's going to go to federal prison too. So I just want to know, I mean, Hunter has flagrantly violated the subpoena, mocked Congress, first by showing up on the other side of the Capitol where he couldn't be arrested and then waltzing into that open hear- hearing. It was a deposition, by the way. It was going to be a closed-door deposition so they could go uh, into what he did, classified and unclassified. That's part of the reason for that. Hunter doesn't want to talk about that stuff because that's how he committed his crimes, especially when he was working for the Pentagon. So uh, he's got to avoid that. I'm just wondering when we're going to see the charges against Hunter, when it's just trial date for defying the subpoena, or he's royalty, we don't try him for those things, or, or what? I mean, this is just the dual justice, folks. Texture writes, you may be backwards. If the Democrats know they can't win, except if there is a war going on, then it starts before the election. No, they can win without a war. They've absolutely done the work on the ground, especially in the swing states. They don't need a war. In fact, that complicate matters. Now, they'll wait till after. And you can see that in the German war plans that have now leaked. They are literally, and you read them, and what what just really hits me between the eyes, this is not like, hey, this is our plan if Russia attacks. This is like, hey, this is what we're going to be doing in March of 2025 in the war against Russia. How do you know that? It was fairly big international news when it leaked. It wasn't as big news here. It, It did get some coverage. But it's the way the documents are written. Like, okay, so by spring of 25, this is where we're going to be doing in the war. And then by 26, this is what we're going to be doing in the war. And I'm like, but what, how, do you, what, how do you even know? What, what, I mean, what is going to start this war? It doesn't say. But it's like they know. Weird. Texture writes, hey, Tara, Governor Abbott should load buses full of illegals and dump them all at the Bush Ranch. Oh, he should. Seriously. That makes it so much more convenient. Since George W. Bush is now committing felony-level RICO criminal violations, those are crimes for the rest of us, by raising money through his NGO to fly the illegals in here. So, yeah, just dump them off at the ranch. That's convenient. Abbott won't do it, though. He likes to get some of that Bush money into his campaign. He does. Although, at this point, I don't know that he'll be getting any more since he defied the Uniparty the way that he did. Uh, yeah, no. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about, this, I mean, folks, you want to talk about just just the lawlessness. I mean, we, we talk about lawlessness with Peter Navarro and Hunter Biden. 
And you want, I mean, they, you talk about lawless. It's just like if you're in the if you're in the Uniparty, you do whatever you want. Headline. This is uh, this morning in Just the News, uh, John uh, Solomon's publication. Three former presidents start NGO. It's a non-government organization to import illegal aliens into the U.S. They are raising money, including from George Soros, to fly illegal immigrants into the U.S. You know what we call that? That is working as a coyote. That is trafficking. That is human trafficking. It's illegal. They're both accessory to a crime, and this is a RICO-level crime because you have the planning for the flights. Three former presidents. So what are they doing here? They're demonstrating, hey, we're the right people so we can break the law. There are still people in federal prison, y'all, for doing what they are doing. These are people who who uh, were sentenced RICO level to or part of plots to act as a coyote, ferry people into the U.S. No one has to do it anymore because now we have three ex-presidents breaking the law. Working with, I guess, the cartels. I don't know. They're chartering flights to both bring illegals to the country and then to bring and also to bring them further into the country. So they arrive and we bring them in. By the way, they say they're going to do this for illegals to import illegals from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, Venezuela and Ukraine. So. Again, folks, in an honest country, in the country of our founders, Ken Paxton sends somebody out to the Bush Ranch to arrest George W. He's breaking the law. RICO level, I'd try him at a felony level because you can use federal RICO law at state level. It was designed for that. And you look at the crap they're coming after Trump for and these guys are announcing they're breaking the law. They know they're breaking the law. These guys executed immigration policy for a very long time. They are mocking us. Texter writes, Tara, who's to say those uh, U.S. Army weapons showing up in Mexico? Yeah, in the hands of the cartels. Aren't from, aren't those left behind in Afghanistan? Could be. Texter writes, Tara, on the subject of illegals, there's a documentary about Colony Ridge. Oh, yeah, the Colonia. In Texas, yes, 55,000 illegal immigrants live there. It's colonized territory. Uh, on the subject of illegals, there is a documentary about Colony Ridge in Texas. The developer donated $10 million to Governor Abbott's campaign. The Blaze did a one-hour documentary on this. Yes, I think that is why Abbott is finally acting on the razor wire because he got cold busted, taking all that money and then doing nothing, ignoring the colonia. It was real bad for him in Texas. So I think he needs to look like a border security guy. Hmm. Anyway, I agree. Abbott should load buses full of illegals and dump them at the Bush Ranch. Yes, and while he's there, go ahead, pick up George W., arrest him. Walking him out, walk him out in handcuffs. He's committing a crime right in front of the whole world. Let's jump on the common sense retirement planning text line. Texture writes, uh, Hunter didn't get off completely. He has to leave baggies here and there like Santa. Um, texture rates. Tara, I think you are a little off on Abbott. Talking about Governor Abbott of Texas. He forced the issue on the border to get the case in front of the Supreme Court so they could betray us. Then the issue is decided before the election. Well, we'll see. Um, because this was an emergency ruling. So 
it, the Supreme Court could still reverse itself. In other words, it, this is just, hey, emergency, yeah, go cut the wire. You, you might miss a few voters in the way. A few terrorists, too, but we don't care. You might miss a few voters. So, yeah, we wouldn't want you to do that. Um, but, folks, if this is an indicator of how the Supreme Court is going to vote, and this is allowed to stand, understand what they were doing. I mean, this is specifically about the 30 miles of razor wire. So that all goes, right? Um, but, as Paxton explained, uh, what they were doing also was going on a private com- uh, property and cutting down people's fences to allow the illegals through private property in Texas. And that's what this is about. Can they cut down fencing on private property? There's the private property, the main 30 miles they're talking about with the razor wire. But this would be any private property in Texas. That's the implication. So if they do come back and follow this up with a ruling, what this means is the, the federal courts dictating the people of Texas are not allowed to be safe. They are not allowed to protect themselves. They must accept any lawbreaker, any terrorist that walks in front of them. And I mean, again, this is a reminder of what's at stake. This is Representative Mark Green, a member of the U.S. Congress. 294 terrorist watch list folks since this president came to office. Compare that to only 11 during the entire Trump administration. Yeah, so those are the ones we caught. You know, there were a lot more that we didn't. But folks, I meant to play this today. This is Tammy Nobles. Uh, her daughter was tortured, raped, and murdered by an MS-13 member. We easily could have stopped at the border had anybody bothered to check. She's got a $100 million. Uh, instead, they ferried him into the interior. I guess George Bush will do that now. But um, we we have a $100 million lawsuit against the federal government by her attorney. She was acting as like a manager for a trailer park. And she rented half a trailer to this guy. Uh, it, it was the other half of the trailer she lived in. So she was, would have had a, a roommate. Uh, and then this guy sublet it to somebody else and he killed her. So it wasn't a, like a boyfriend she was living with. And a lot of the news stories saying she was living with him. No, it wasn't domestic. It, he, she didn't know him. He just had access to the trailer and he killed her. And I want you to hear the disdain they have for the human lives of the peasants in D.C. This is Tammy Nobles, her mom, who testified before Congress barely could get through it without tears. Can't imagine his mom seeing this. Her beautiful daughter is gone, brutally murdered. And listen to her describe the Democrats, how they behaved as she was testifying about the rape torture and murder of her daughter at the hands of what they believe are their future voters. This is an MS-13 member did this. When I testified in front of the subcommittee, it was very frustrating because the Democrats were on their phones. They didn't look at her picture. They didn't look at her video. They didn't even say her name. And they called me. They told me I wasn't an expert and I shouldn't have been there. And here I am sharing my pain and my personal story with them. And that is how I am treated. Yeah. I've told you many times, total disdain for human life. Democrats do not care. There will be another voter along in the moment, at a moment, at the border. And we just don't care. Remember what I've told you. The Democrats truly believe it is worse to offend a person than it is to kill them. Unless the person offended is straight, white, or Christian, in which case it doesn't matter. So... That is where we are. That is how they treat you. And those are the kind of things we couldn't see on the camera. But I wanted you to grasp, just understand the disdain. And George W. Bush shares it. Otherwise, you wouldn't partner with Bill Clinton and Barack Obama to bring illegals into this country. 
You, you wouldn't order further them in the country knowing damn well they're not vetting them at the border because they can't. There's too many. You have to have that basic disdain for human life and George W. Bush shares it. I told you who he was. I told so many of you complain. Oh, you're being too mean. You're like the mainstream media. I'm like, no, I know what he is. And now you're seeing it. Bad, bad dude. 